Welcome back to Trends in Low Places, a comedic exploration of the dumbest stories of the day. I'm one of your hosts, Mike Cushing. And I am the black beard to his long john silver. Yar, Michael Howard. Man, my fish sticks are so much better than yours. <laughs> did you know that it was a national talk like a pirate day? Ahoy, I Nady. did. I only learned that because uh, one of my coworkers went nuts on Slack today. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I found a website where you type in your name and it gives you your pirate name. Would you like to know what yours is? I cannot wait for you to tell me. It is Errol Jolly Roger Manhire, the Scourge of Locker Haven. This pirate be wreaking havoc wherever they go. Give me that name one more time. Errol. Errol. Yeah, not the name of Errol Manhire? Mm Mm-hmm. Your nickname is Jolly Roger and also the Scourge of Locker Haven, apparently. Yeah, Locker Haven doesn't sound like a a big commercial port, not a whole lot of shipping going Look, I didn't say it was a good website. Well, you didn't say I'm a good pirate either. I think that's very important. My pirate Um, name is even better. Yeah? It's Finn Griffinbeak Vague, the the pride of Pistol Haven, and this pirate be keeping the ship clean and the cutlass polished. Okay, so you're a cabin boy who just, you know, mm-hmm. you're a bilge rat. You're exactly. just cleaning out the toilets all the time. You do have a better name, though. Griffin Beak is a pretty good name. Yeah, well, I mean, my laugh, my name is Finn Vague, apparently, so <laughs> they had to give me a good nickname. Griffin Beak's my middle name. <laughs> <laughs> you sound more like a wizard than a pirate. That's a good point. Well, Michael, how you doing, my friend? Uh, You know what? I'm doing, doing pretty good. Yeah? Yeah, how about yeah. you? Good, well rested, just you know, having a week. Um, lots been going on in this old world of ours, you know. Yeah, may not be going on for very much longer though. No, because uh, the world fr- the world is supposed to end uh, like Wednesday, next Wednesday, or something like that. September twenty third. Thank you, Christian numerologist. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, I, I found that too, and I was I, I was debating whether or not we should talk about it, just because it is. Just so silly. I guess it's uh, next but, Saturday, so it'll be like okay. two days after this comes out, yeah. I do have a soft spot for, like, Christian folks telling us when the world's going to end, mm, which is kind yeah. of against the whole policy set forth <laughs> in the Bible. That like, people will not know the time or date. Yeah. You're you're not going to... Like, a thief in the night, I believe. Uh, and also, like, Christians using, like, numerology and astrology to, like, mm. find that. It's like, no, yeah, that's not... That's not how that works. Although looking at the, you know, all the hurricanes and then uh, Mexico City just had another earthquake and then the entire West Coast is on fire. I can see where people might lend a little credence to that. It does seem like the the world is trying to shake us off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like just get rid of us. Like a bad set of fleas or something. Mm hmm. Unfortunately, we're we're entrenched. We're in there pretty bad. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're more like ticks at this point. Yeah. You need to rip us out and it will rip our heads off, but our heads will still be burrowing right in there. This got weird. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Michael, what do you want to talk about? I got a couple things just uh, that we could could run through real quick if you want. You know, I always start out. I'm going to let you go first this time. Okay. Um, Well, Michael, are you familiar with the term milkshake duck? I am. Yeah. Yeah. So... So for the uh, the isn't that milk milkshake duck so funny? He's a duck, but he also likes milkshakes. Yeah. So this this uh, it started from a tweet by at Pixelated Boat on Twitter. But oh, the whole internet loves milkshake duck, a <laughs> lovely duck that drinks milkshakes. Five seconds later, we regret regret to inform you the duck is racist. <laughs> I remember seeing that tweet a while back, and I'm so happy that it kind of blew up into like an actual term. Mm-hmm. Because it really does describe anyone who's ever shouldn't be famous, but is famous for like five minutes. Right. And that's I, so I kind of have a so we talked a little bit about this when we talked about Salt Bay mm-hmm. back in the early days of this show. And Ken Bone. Um, yeah. And well, so Ken Bone, he got milkshake ducked immediately because mm-hmm. he didn't clean his Reddit history. <laughs> um, but like Salt Bay, I was convinced that like we needed to stop finding new like internet heroes because I was like, I was sure something was going to happen with Salt Bay that mm-hmm. he was, you know, it's going to be a shady dude or like Wait, are you trying murder. to tell me that Salt Bay murdered a guy? No, Salt Bay's still clean. Oh, he's whew. pure. He's he's actually, I think, the final pure internet star. Okay, thank God. Um, but uh, so our uh, erstwhile hometown, Gainesville, uh, in the aftermath of Hurricane Irma, uh, got some 
some pretty uh pretty good internet play. Oh yeah, that's right. They had the uh the hot the, the hot cops. The hot the hot cops. Yeah. Uh first I started the the ladies of Gainesville. <laughs> Y'all thirsty as fuck <laughs> for those hot cops. Um, and I mean, I can't blame them. Those cops were, they were hot. Um, I mean, they were okay for cops, I guess. I mean, one of those cops was pretty hot. Okay. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. The guy who chopped the tree in half. Come on. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so first of all, so we had about four or five really nice days of just women just getting after these dudes <laughs> on, uh, on Facebook. Uh, you know, and, then, as all all things must do, um, someone found a anti-Semitic racist Ooh. comment from or two comments from one of the cops from about eight years ago, and so part of me I'm just like one, not necessarily shocked that anyone in particular has like a racist comment on their Facebook in the past. Certainly not that a cop did, mm-hmm. but also just like, can we just let internet? things just be internet things like this wasn't necessarily shocking to me it's like can we just all just have a good time with these okay. ladies getting after these cops yeah, but i'm i'm looking at the the quotes the stuff that he posted i mean one of them's pretty bad it's it like bad. talks yeah, about it's... like hitler's solution in ovens and stuff like this isn't just a typical like ah i told a racist joke this is like right you have some issues man yeah and it's amazing yeah. though how how, like, it, it seems, you know, we've talked about this. It seems like everyone has something that is just... Ter- anyone who becomes kind of fake famous has, like, a terrible Facebook post or something. And it's it makes me think, like, if I accidentally got famous for something, like, would something just show up in my Facebook that I didn't even know was there? Like, anonymous, <laughs> like, just finds no. random <laughs> people and is like, ha-ha, you know, like... I, I think know. at that point, Time Hop just identifies your greatest enemy. On, <laughs> on, it's like, do you remember this from 11 years ago? Mike said. <laughs> I think that's the service. Like, I think Time Hop just like wants to keep people on their toes. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, it appears you've got internet famous. Your worst enemy is going to be receiving like the worst thing you've ever said. You know how I know that I've been doing the, that. We've been doing this podcast for a long time. Um, because I was going to try and come up with what the, like, like a fake racist joke to come up with, but like, and I stopped myself. I could, I like, was like, I can't come up with anything because it will be racist. Yeah. We've come a long way, Michael Cushing, for the thing from, from our first couple episodes. (laughs) (laughs) The first two, three, four ish. Yeah. They were a little rough. Uh, yeah, no, even when I was in the middle, it's like, oh, well, I'm not going to give an example here. We're we're learning and growing as people. Yeah, how about that? And as podcast hosts, mm-hmm. now that we are responsible for a crowd of anywhere between 180 and 300 people, <laughs> we have we have responsibilities, Michael. We have a responsibility to the people. Yeah. Well, Rachel actually um, said something that was like slightly off color, and like it wasn't terrible or anything, but I was like, "Hey, you shouldn't say that." And she was like, "What to- the fuck is wrong with you?" And I was like, "Hey, I have a podcast now. I have a, a public persona to maintain. Yeah. <laughs> Which really is hilarious, knowing you on this show, just like, yeah. Where do you get off, Michael Howard? <laughs> well, Michael, um, speaking of things that are okay to hate. Um, uh, I thought you were going to say, th- speaking of getting off, but yeah. Oh, I mean, I can. <laughs> Shit, Michael, I can. You want me to? <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. Yeah. Well, what do you, Michael, you want, what do you want to talk about? What do you got? Speaking of getting off. <laughs> <laughs> Proceed. Uh, I have a, a great story that um, it kind of goes along with the uh, the Florida or Germany game that they used to play on Loveline. Uh, Michael because, is, okay, go on. Because I, I didn't know it. It's from a, it was from a Florida uh, affiliate of Fox, and so I was like, "Oh, of course it's in Florida." But it turns Fox out Fox Thirty Two, yeah, yep, Fox Thirty Two. Um, yeah, this man, I, I know the story. Yeah, this man wanted to get swole. Mm-hmm. Wanted to well, get real we've, swole. We've talked about a particular brand of exercise mm-hmm. before on this show. Uh, let's not let's not give ourselves short shrift uh, <laughs> as you as you introduce this. Look, story. I don't know what size it was, Kush. Uh, so this was a five pound weight. No, I meant like the, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what size his shrift was. 
Uh, would you like me to show you? You, you said you said short shrift, and I don't I don't want to. You know, uh, I gotta be honest with you, <laughs> not short shrift. This gentleman. Um, so anyway, let's. Uh, I'll show you, and then you can react to it. Um, so this gentleman in Worms, Germany, uh, was at the gym and decided to stick, in the words of the article, a body part into mm-hmm. the hole of a five and a half pound weight at the gym. Um, yeah, so this with- is the problem for me, is that when I first read the story, I was thinking he did this at home. Nope. But at they the make gym. it sound like he was at a gym where other people would be. Mm-hmm. And he just put his, his Schlangenheimer... Right in that, right in that weight, huh? This puts Jacob Jingleheimer Smith right in there. Um, yeah, Michael. And so the picture makes the weight appear to be, you know, semi-sizable. Um, five pound weight's not big. Uh, no, no, they're pretty small. And I don't, I don't know if this guy was trying to do his penis stretching exercises or if he was just trying to fuck it. I think he was probably trying to fuck it. And but at the gym. At at the gym, uh, Michael, would you care? When to... are people going to learn not to try to fuck objects that don't expand? Yeah, like, and don't put it so... in a pool filter. Don't put it in a weight. Don't put it in some kind of like hard plastic th- container. It has to that has to conform. Well, so part of me thinks this might have been at home because uh, I unfortunately dug a little too deep into Reddit and. <laughs> Someone posted a picture of this gentleman. Oh, okay. okay um, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Would you like to see a horrible, horrible picture of this man's penis? I mean, no, but like also, yeah. Well, too bad it's incoming. Oh, God. It looks like an ele- like someone tied a rubber band around an elephant trunk. Oh, it looks... It Actually, you know what? Now I understand the eggplant emoji. emoji. Yeah, yeah. This, guy is, this guy has an eggplant he emoji has an for eggplant a penis. Emoji. It's very bad. It's very, very bad. But can I just... He looks like a fit dude, though, so I can understand why he'd want to try to fit everything up, you know? Yeah, no, gotta, get, gotta get thick. Mm-hmm. Two C's thick. Um, but um, can we... Guys, can you just not fuck things that aren't supposed to be fucked real quick? <laughs> I'm hope. Look, I'm hoping this was at home, because it's at the gym, then that's just... That's just a whole different level that I don't even want to get into, but like... At home, I mean, what you do in the in the sanctity of your own house is is up to you. But just as a PSA, a tilt PSA, it needs to be able to conform and stretch to get in and out. Yeah, this is not a good cock ring. Mm-hmm. It's a very bad cock ring. Yes, possibly the worst cock ring. Mm-hmm. The the it's it's a very heavy cock ring. Man, he really got it like all up, all the way in there too. Really down to the yeah, which to me says he put it through, then got himself hard, and then <laughs> oh, things have things have taken a hard left turn. Mostly the head of his penis, which is it looks dull. more like a hard su- south turn to me. Yeah. And if anything, it looks like so. There's a weird band on his penis here. It looks like he had it on there. Realized that, realized his mistake, and then pushed it further down the shaft of his penis. Like, it's a weird indentation, like, in the middle of this dick. <laughs> this guy had himself a bad day. And it ended with, um, I think, multiple hammers, a grinder, and a hydraulic saw, mm-hmm. uh, which was used to break the weight after three hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the uh, the hospital or the firefighters, I think it was the firefighters, um they they put it on Facebook and they said, uh, please do not imitate such actions, just in case anyone was was thinking about it. Which, all things considered, pretty weak PSA, <laughs> you know? It's like, guys, don't put your dick in things. That's it. That's the PSA. Stop it. Well, I mean, if you think about it, though, the weight is probably made out of something that comes from the earth. Mm. And he must have heard about the eco-sexual movement. He was like, you know what? I'm going to fuck this weight that was made from the earth. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Just to get real in there, you know? Give me a, give me a transition metal, please. I can't fuck like an actual stone. They don't have the proper accoutrement. How can I get rock hard if I don't know what rock hard feels like? Mm-hmm, exactly. You know? That's what it is. Exactly. Yeah. You know what? I would show people this picture and say, like, I tried to fuck this weight, but I just exploded it. I was so <laughs> fucking rock hard. I just exploded this weight. Just broke steel. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I don't know. That probably wouldn't be my story. That's just just me, though. Well, all right, Michael. Well, speaking of putting things from your body where they don't belong, um, there is a jogger in Colorado Springs who is terrorizing the town. Would you care to guess how she's doing this? Terrorizing? Oh, she. She. Oh. Reign of terror. Terrorizing the town. Uh, is A she path like, of destruction. Is she like, uh, like running through people's yards and like, like destroying their flowers or oh, oh, she stealing is? lawn gnomes? Oh no, that's a that's a New Zealand crime. Um, she is running through a couple people's yards, but it's mostly what she's doing in the yards that has have people um kind of up in arms about. She peeing, um, peeing in the yard. No, they call her the Mad Pooper. Oh. Okay. So this woman, who appears to be like late 30s, like 40s, has been running through uh, people's yards and just taking massive dumps. And (laughs) the whole story is pretty great. Like, apparently she's doing it like one block away from public restrooms, uh, like from porta potties in a park. And like the greatest thing to me is that she brings her own paper towels to wipe and then leaves on top of the poop and like she's done it in Wait, front of people towels? like towels like an yeah, animal which is the craziest thing yeah she brings like downy paper towels cleans herself ish and then just goes keeps oh. on running but, and, but yeah. are they like just like solid poops just solid poops solid poops just taking poops which i'd always people always like told me that like Sometimes, like, cross-country runners or even, like, marathon runners will just poop their mm-hmm. pants yep, during runs so they don't have to, like, you know, so they can keep their times, which, one, is the craziest thing I've ever heard in I my life. I feel like I would slow down a lot if I just pooped myself. Like, a, a lot. Because there's there's a lot suddenly going on in my mm-hmm, pants. Mm-hmm. Um, also, if you can't, like, hold yourself together for, like, the two hours it takes you to run a half marathon, I don't think you have any business running a half marathon. That's just, that's neither here nor there. I don't know. I mean, sometimes you uh, you're trying to you carbo carb load the the night before. You know, this is coming from a man who poops twice a week. So you know, my opinion <laughs> on this one is probably null and void. But um, yeah, that's what that's where I'm at. Yeah, I mean, two hours like like for cross country where the race is going to be like 20 minutes. Like that's a little ridiculous. Yeah, um, very very ridiculous. Yeah. But for like two hours for for a half marathon or like four hours for a marathon, look, I, I guess I can see it. But at the same time, like if you're running a four hour or two hour uh, marathon or half marathon, y- y- you can you can just take the five minutes, lay, leave that up in the porta potty, yeah. and then and then you're light, you're light <laughs> and, and ready you, to go. Your you time's know? just gonna get better and better. Um, so, <laughs> but why say, is so, it the same people's yard or is it like different people? So she's pooped. So she's pooped twice in someone's yard called uh, the Bud Family. Um, first, <laughs> in like, Colorado, first, the Bud hey, Family. Got him. Uh, the first time was in front of their kids, and the kids ran inside. Said, "There's a lady taking a poop." Oh, so like, wait, she did this like in front of. This wasn't like a in front of people, broad daylight. This wasn't have, a like, covert poop. No, very much not a covert oh, poop. Oh shit! Um, and so she, apparently she's pooped in a Walgreens and a nearby backyard. So it's not just these this one family's yards. Which, so if it was like a revenge poop situation, mm. I could see that because like, hey, like I would say if like you, if I owned a home and like someone's dog in the neighborhood like always pooped only on my yard yep. and I knew whose dog it was, yep. I'd probably poop in their yard. I wouldn't yeah, poop you know, in their yard, but I I would definitely poop pick, in the back and throw it in their yard. Yeah, sure. I might. Or pick up, like, my dog's poop when he poops somewhere else and then throw it in their yard. I don't think I could just bring myself to just pinch one out, like, on the front yard of no, somebody you're else's not, house. You're not an animal. Um, <laughs> but, Especially yeah, when like, wipe myself with a fucking paper towel. Paper towel. Oh, That's the- God. Here, you want some sandpaper, lady? Christ. Yeah, <laughs> so, I just don't- That's the thing that makes me the most upset about this, actually. That she has a choice. She makes the choice- it's not like that is she, the worst part. It's paper towels. Yeah, it's, it's the paper towels. It's unnatural. Yeah. Like it's not it's, like she's in the woods and she's like, "Oh shit, I got to take a shit. I don't know what I'm going to wipe myself with, a leaf or something." No, she like, like chooses to bring a paper towel. Yeah, even if you're getting like quilted northern, that's still a scratchy mother. I don't care how quilted it is. <laughs> it's bad. It's bad up in there. Mm-hmm. Um so the family calls her the mad pooper. Um <laughs> someone in the comments on uh, the Deadspin article I found uh 
called her, her uh, Charmin San Diego. Oh, that's which a good I did one. like, except, but she doesn't use Charmin. She doesn't use she's any using fucking paper. brawny man. Um, <laughs> I I did reply with a uh, Forest Dump, which mm, I was pretty happy about. That one's good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, do we have any evidence that she's she's mad, like either crazy or angry? No. Nope. It's literally so they have because Mad Pooper's not very good unless she's actually mad. Yeah. It's the mad well, Mad Pooper is a uh, a callback from Bob's Burgers, who uh, I think was mad as in a crazy. Mm, okay. I don't watch Bob's Burgers. You should watch Bob's Burgers. I've it's seen a couple fantastic. episodes, it's terrific. I just you know I don't got time. Yeah. That's fair. Um so I will say, yeah, the lady she's just like an older white lady, uh just running around, doesn't appear to be angry. They have her on video and in pictures. Um and like the crazy thing to me is that the family, like the mom in the story does not appear like that upset about like one someone pooping in front of her kids two they're pooping on her her lawn uh she just kind of like seems like very like like i don't know what's going on like she's just smiling in the entire time in the interview and like i gotta tell you i would have like traps set up in my yard from now on like snares like this lady would not get away with pooping in my yard ever again yeah um It'd be a Home Alone style like maze for her to poop in my yard ever again. I like I'm trying to figure out how mad I would be if someone pooped in my yard. Like if it's not if I don't go out in my yard very often, like whatever. I mean, it's like a dog pooping in your yard, which I don't really like. (laughs) I guess, but like it's like more the disrespect. It's the disrespect, and also. If you had kids running around yes, in your that's, yard. that's a good point. Yeah, I don't want yeah. my kids, like, falling into, like, a, a poop trap of some sort. Oh, oh, the white lady poop. You don't know what she's been eating, oh, yeah, first God. of all. Probably, I mean, it's in Colorado Springs, so probably, like, a bunch of kale. And she seems pretty regular, so. Um... <laughs> Just brand muffins for days. <laughs> a lot of banana oat bread. <laughs> um, yeah, but paper, paper towels, Michael. Mm-hmm. Can you believe that? I like looking at the stories uh because i I just searched mad pooper on google and like watching news outlets try to talk about pooping or defecation or whatever is terrific almost like trying like a news outlet trying to say you stuck your penis in a (laughs) in a uh in an iron weight like you stuck a body part in there you'll never guess which one and it's like the New York Daily News and Newsweek and Huffington Post and the BBC have literally have the phrase mad pooper in headlines. It's like we talked about writing headlines before. I feel and there's there's not a lot of good ones. The thing is, so by and large, like headline writers are they're a little lazy. You get something like mad pooper mm-hmm. that you obviously have to, you know, include thing writes itself you're gonna get clicks like you search mad pooper so you're all you want to do is show up you're not getting creative unfortunately they should though it should be like oh police want the scoop on the mad pooper or something you know anything yeah spend a few seconds with it bbc you know just think on it yeah um so there is a comment on this uh deadspin article i really liked uh this is what's happening her husband works from home I guarantee this woman doesn't fart in the presence of her husband. Her husband had put her on this pedestal to where she feels she can't shit in her own house. Instead, she goes out for a jog. Men, if you want to keep your wives from shitting on lawns, acknowledge <laughs> that women just shit like you do. <laughs> Which I appreciate. <laughs> so the BBC article says that Mrs. B- Mrs. Bud... Uh, Put a, she says, I put a sign on the wall that's like, please, I'm begging you, please stop. Like, that's the most, like, passive fucking bullshit I've ever heard. That's some real granola Colorado Springs Ooh, horseshit. Please stop pooping in my yard. No, you put sharpened punchy sticks in your yard. Whenever she runs on there, she's getting, you know what, a poop-covered stick through her foot. Ooh. She'll, you know what, she won't do it again because she's going to get gangrene and die. I've always wanted to have like water balloons or something because we have these we have these douche nozzles who come through our alleyway and then they think that the act of honking their horn is a substitute for, you know, like driving slowly through the intersection so they don't run over people. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, and so like I really want water balloons to just like fucking rain down hellfire on their cars or like when people are just like outside in the alley screaming their fucking heads off. 
That's For a second, I thought you were going to say you wanted to fill water balloons with poop to throw at cars. No, but that's... And ooh, I had okay. a brief moment of... I didn't know if you had just revealed yourself to be the <laughs> Unabomber. <laughs> like, just there was a 15-second, a like... Pause where I just thought very deep and hard about continuing this show or calling the FBI. <laughs> Look, I, I wouldn't do that, but only because I feel like it would be very difficult to get poop into water balloons. Yeah, that was actually my primary concern. Like you had thought this out. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we just fill them with water. Sure. Maybe like urine at the worst. Sure. Or like maybe like some kind of maybe something would ruin their paint job on their car. Love bugs, just a balloon <laughs> full of love bugs. <laughs> All right, Michael. Well, uh, I think we've talked about the mad pooper for uh, a little bit too long. Uh, what do you got for me? I have uh, another poop-related story. Oh, good. It's one of those episodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this one is more about people who want poop from somebody else. Yeah. Hey, real quick, before we get into this. I just want to say, like, we were on a pretty good run of episodes where we didn't just specifically talk about penises and poop the entire time. Yeah, so, we're this is we're 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 going with the hits. On we're getting one. back getting back to our brand. So you're welcome, everyone. <laughs> so people who want poop from other people, I what is that economy like? Uh, booming, apparently. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So there's an artist by the name of Piero Manzoni. Mm-hmm. Um. He decided in 1961 that he was going to fill a bunch of tins because his his father had a, uh, a, a canning factory so he could, like, seal these tins up. Uh-huh. Um, he decided to put 30 grams. Well, let me let me get this right. Yeah. 30 grams of his shit into a tin and he labeled it with artist's shit. Contents, 30 grams net, freshly preserved, produced, and tinned in May 1961. And then he signed it, and he put a number of the tin on it. So that's just like an ounce of poop? Yep. That's not a lot of poop. It's not a lot of poop. And he... He... God, I don't know. Like, it doesn't make any sense. So he did this in 1961, and... Uh Uh-huh. They're going for like three hundred thousand dollars a piece now, if you can find them. So jars of his poop are going for three hundred thousand dollars. There are only ninety cans of in existence. The Tate Gallery in London has one. They bought one in two thousand seven for thirty thousand. But then somebody else bought one in Milan for a hundred eight thousand, and now they're going for like somebody bought one for two hundred forty two thousand dollars last year. So what does one do with a jar of an old Swiss man's poop? That's what I don't get. Like I, so apparently he he visited an ex, an exhibition of Eve Klein's blue paintings in Milan in 1957, and it was just display of canvas after canvas of simple blue paint. And apparently he claims at 23 years old it completely changed his perception of art, uh, and so he started. Series of completely white achromatic pictures. And then a year later, he put some sheets sealed up into boxes and he would write its date and his signature on the box, but it was sealed. So you couldn't know what was inside of it because if you open the seal, it would no longer be worth anything. So I kind of wonder if there's even poop in there at all. Some people have said that they think it might just be plaster and not poop. I was going to say maybe he hid things of actual value inside. (laughs) Well, no one, no one will open it because no one wants right, to fucking ruin three hundred thousand dollars. And I want to know who played the waiting game on this guy's art. <laughs> like, we're just gonna hold on to these jars of maybe shit until they're worth something. Hey, guess what? He, guess what he sold them for originally? Seventeen dollars. He sold them for. Wait, like, how much is a jar worth? Half of that cost is what he should have sold them for. <laughs> He actually sold it uh, based on the price of gold. So 30 grams of his shit was worth 30 grams of whatever gold was worth in 1961. That's not how this works! <laughs> what? 
<laughs> Damn it. Apparently it was the the point. So he died in 1963. So he died pretty young. Um, but the point of Merda de Artista, which is what he called it. Shit of the artist. Yeah, oh, was God, to highlight and satirize the gullibility of post-World War II art collectors who, fueled by the country's economic boom, would spend big money on virtually anything. Well, way to go, art collectors. You showed him. You really turned those tables on that guy. So I love that he did this in 1961, and like 56 years later, people are like, I'm going to show this dude that post-World War II art collectors were idiots. You think post-World War II art collectors were bad? They ain't got nothing on us. <laughs> Michael, damn it. I guess anyone can just be an artist if you wait long enough and do something dumb enough. And die early enough, I guess. Yeah, that is... Hmm. This guy looks like a freaking goober, too. Let me see him. Oh, I opened Slack. And Damn it, yeah, I did, I did too. It said just that <laughs> sad Eeyore dick hanging out. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> wow, yeah, that guy is... He looks exactly like the kind of man who would poop into a small tin. Like, I'm shocked he didn't sell them as, like, a moisturizer. <laughs> like, it looks like that kind of jar. It's just a small one-ounce jar. Yep. He's got some significant jodhpurs going on. The pockets on these guys' pants. Yeah, it's incredible. like cargo shorts, but the but the pockets for the cargo the cargo pockets are like up where normal pockets should be. It looks like each of the pockets very high on the pant, too high on the pants. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go ahead and say could each hold four beers. Or like Or eighteen six- jars of his own poop. <laughs> <laughs> I like that he stopped at 92. That just seems like a nice round number. I wonder if that's just how much poop he had. What is 90 times? So that's 90 ounces of poop. No, that's like seven pounds of poop. I can (laughs) do that. I can knock that out in a month. 90 ounces. You you could knock that out in a week. (laughs) Maybe it was just one really big poop and he was like, I got to put this in the cans. Just Randy Marsh in it. Just like (laughs) slicing little bits off of it. This is impressive. I got to put this into a fucking can. We'll see if it was that he could. He should have just housed the entire shit. Mm. Like that's it. Like yeah, you know what? That's art. You got a big old cool looking poop. Yeah, sure. Sign me up. Put that. Put that in the Louvre. But if I, if I'm gonna just look at a plastic tin or a tin of allegedly <laughs> a, t- a man's a tin poop, tin? a tin tin of a man's poop, <laughs> I better I better know what I'm getting at. Well, Michael, speaking of things that, sh- well, no, other way around. Uh, since we just talked about things that. Should be in toilets, uh, but are now worth money. You want to talk about money in toilets? Uh, money in toilets? In like toilets. Like, like there's money in the stock market? Except it's in the toilet. Oh, so it's not like, oh, I bought a bunch of toilets and now I, all of my money is tied up in toilets. No, literally some people in Switzerland are clogging toilets with tens of thousands of euros in cash. So they're literally trying to flush money down the drain? Flushing money down the toilet. what? Why would you flush? So here's here it is. Swiss authorities are trying to crack a strange case involving the disposal of more than $100,000 worth of 500 euro notes that were flushed down toilets in public establishments in Geneva. Are they the trying to cash, launder the money and they just don't know what that means? They just don't means. understand what it means. Ooh, ooh, maybe, maybe somebody... Maybe their drug dealer works in the sanitation plant, and that's how they pay him. Maybe they flush it down there, and he collects it downstream. Yeah. Just the real toilet lord down there, <laughs> just waiting for all that good money. Um, so not quite. Although it is interesting, you mentioned money laundering. Although they're uh, they're bad at it because before they flushed it down the toilet, they chopped it all up. <laughs> so they chopped it up. Yeah. So. A cash stash, money, cash money. Uh, so a five hundred dollar, a five hundred euro bill. It's worth almost six hundred dollars. Um, so the bills were apparently stuffed into a toilet located near a safe deposit box vault at a branch of the of UBS Bank, and people didn't really know why. Obviously, and ultimately they found more than one hundred nineteen thousand dollars in cash chopped up and flushed down the toilet. Um. <clears throat> So yeah, any ideas here, Michael? Any idea? Uh, maybe like somebody involved in a spiteful divorce? 
Okay. And they're like, oh, we're going to, we have to split that money that was in our cash deposit box. And he's like, oh, I'll split the money that was in our cash deposit box. Oh, oops, I flushed it down the toilet. Could be that. Um, maybe a fun Banksy prank Ooh, or art, okay. art installation. Speaking okay. of, you know, going back to the art. Um, what if I told you that uh, there was some surveillance footage of two women exiting a bathroom before uh, some of the, the money was found sh- shoved into a toilet? And then later, a man claiming to be their attorney walked into a police station offering to pay for the damages to the toilet. I'm so confused. Wait, he's offering to pay for the damages to the to the toilet to the toilet from all the money they shoved down. <laughs> but uh, but w- here's a question: How finely is it chopped up? Like if you uh, with scissors, they say. So like, how hard would it be to put it all back together? I mean, I, I don't know if someone also you know added their own like brew to the. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know if I'd want to be. Sticking those back together, probably one hundred and eight thousand dollars or one hundred nineteen thousand dollars, whatever it was. Yeah, and I don't know where you get off thinking like that kind of money is just gonna flow down a public toilet because I can't. Sometimes it they won't handle like my business. I don't like. I don't know where you get off. Trying I don't to flush, believe you. You have never you've never thousand dollars. You have never put, your, you've never put your business down a public toilet. Don't lie to me. I, I've I, I've had to. Michael, we've talked about the sand mystery in my toilet. That's <laughs> that's a semi public toilet. <laughs> I thought we well, decided anyway. it was cinnamon and sugar from his his morning toast. <laughs> Could be. Who knows? Beach sand. There's so many possibilities. So wait, um, is there a, is there a resolution? To this There's story? possibly a resolution. So, uh, last year, the European Central Bank moved to ban the production of 500 euro notes due to its use in money laundering. Um, and apparently, according to the New York Times, some circles, criminals refer to the note as a bin Laden uh, for some reason. They don't really go into that one. Um, but for the bill's illegal tender. Yeah. So... The women might just have been, like, confused about, like, what the ban meant and thought it was actually illegal. So they just wanted to get rid of it and didn't just pull, like, a joker and Light it burn on it. fire? Or, you know, look into it and find that it's, they're not illegal to have and use. <laughs> Did they maybe, God, I got nothing. They just destroyed it because I think they thought they weren't supposed to have it anymore. But they just destroyed, like, you don't double check before you destroy a hundred and something thousand dollars? Yeah. Like, Google that shit? I mean, I guess on one hand, it's nice to have a uh, plumbing problem that doesn't cost too much money to fix. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Like, why? (sighs) That doesn't make any sense, though. This is more infuriating than the syrup crime. Well, like, it's a the, self-inflicted crime. Yeah. Like, no one's hurt here. I, I do like that they sent a lawyer in to, like, clean up their mess. Like that. <laughs> we need the like, wolf. We know we did something wrong. Bring in the wrong. wolf. We need the cleaner. Yeah. We know we did something wrong. We're not sure what or why, but <laughs> here, here you go. <laughs> like, so maybe they, it was someone else's money that they stole and they just wanted to, like, embarrass. Like, I don't know. Maybe they, like, it was, like... A husband's money. Maybe it was uh, shitty grandma's. But again, why not just use the money? <laughs> yeah, like buy something stupid with it. You can buy a lot of stupid stuff with it. Oh God, I'm at a like I'm I'm at a complete loss. All right, well, what else you got for me? Not a hundred and something thousand dollars. No, kind of wish no I one had does that. More. So I, I would prefer so that flushing it down the dummies, toilet, formerly having it. <laughs> Hey, uh, have you ever had a situation where you just, like, really wanted to know how bad your feet smelled? Um, yeah. You're like, I'm concerned that my feet maybe smell, and, like, maybe I just don't notice anymore, because it's it's my own brand. Uh, um, so two things. One, when I am concerned about that, my shoes are typically still on. And, like, I, I am feeling the situation that's going on down there, and it's like... <laughs> These guys probably stink. Mm-hmm. That's just like I know myself enough. They're probably bad. Um when when I take my shoes off, I can still smell my feet, so I'm assuming I know when my feet smell bad. Um I'm also very insecure about my smelly feet because um when I was a growing boy, a young lad, um 
my foot stank uh, was pretty bad. <laughs> um, and after like baseball practice or games, like mm. I would, you know, be sweating in Florida yep. in like my high top cleats. Um, and they were the nineties, so they were just made of like styrofoam and plastic. Um, so really just brewing up a funky stank mm-hmm. in there. Yeah. And my dad would like, he was pretty mean about it. <laughs> if I, if, I, if I'm being honest, um, <laughs> your he dad just called you out on your foot stank. Uh, yeah, repeatedly. The only thing he called me out worse about in my entire life was how bad I was at pool. One time when I was, when I was eight years old and he made me cry. So. Hmm. Like what, what would he say to you? I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. What are you supposed to get some like odor eater, Dr. Scholes or something? It's like he's fully in control of that particular situation. I'm a 10 year old. (laughs) Also, you'd made me play two games this Saturday. I'm very hot and sweaty. You can deal with that. This is on you just as much as it's on me. Well, now imagine though, if you lived in Japan where every, basically everywhere you go, you take off your shoes. That does sound like a long running national nightmare. Mm -hmm. Holy crap. Yeah. Well, this Japanese company has created a robot dog that will smell your feet for you. It's called Hanachan, and sure. and it will it will smell your feet, and one of three things will happen. The first three thing, things. One of three things. The first thing okay. it will it will happily wag its tail if it if your feet aren't that smelly. Sure. Uh, if it detects moderately smelly feet, it will bark at you. Okay, just not a growl yeah. like a light. No, just like like, a, like a, hey, you're hey. okay, but I'm watching you. Hey, hey your feet are kind of smelly. Yeah, nip this in the bud, or. If your feet really stink, it will It'll just... summon the spirits of your ancestors and have you pulled down to the underworld. Uh, it will just fall over like the smell cause it to faint or die. I don't know which one. That is such a... The dog will die if your feet smell bad. <laughs> so one, you have to deal with the ignominy of killing a, t- a robot, robot dog. dog. <laughs> this is beyond the pale to me. If... So especially, it's a cultural norm to take your shoes off. Mm-hmm. If you don't do it, you're deemed rude. Yes. If you do it and your your feet stink, hey, guess what? Everyone else is just going to have to hold their breath for like two minutes while the smell dissipates. That's just normal human interaction. If you send a robot dog over to me, like, and it dies, <laughs> that's just, like that is the most shameful breach of the social contract that I can possibly imagine. And I'm not even in that culture. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's it's apparently a pretty big... I guess you can save face by no one has to tell you your feet stink, and you can just go remedy the problem Yeah, outside for a minute. I assume you use it at home, right before you go out. Whose feet stink before they leave? Well, maybe, like, you get home from work, and you're like, I wonder how bad my feet smell at the end of the day. And Hanashan... Bad. They smell bad. They're bad. (laughs) Everyone knows that. Air them out for five minutes. Walk around. Take your... The first thing I do is take my socks off and deal with the odor for two minutes, and I'm fine. Well, did you know that subjecting others to foul bodily odors can be even considered harassment in Japan? I think I've also read, like, exposure to, like, foul odors, like... I was going to say makes you stronger, but like there are positive health benefits to dealing with shit that makes us uncomfortable. Like you just get, you get better harassment. Fuck you. You invited me to your house. I walk in, you deal with this. My Dude, stinky it's, a, feet. it's a big industry. Panasonic recently unveiled a high tech deodorizing coat hanger. Konica Minolta developed a pocket sized device that monitors body odors and alerts the user when they start to smell. And then somebody cle- created a uh, Thanco created uh, clip-on armpit fans to keep your armpits nice and dry. <laughs> this is like a big industry in Japan right now. So people just walk around with their fucking pits hanging open with fans waving out? <laughs> Fuck this. Fuck this. You know what? I work hard every day. You know, I, so I yeah, sure, maybe I get a little sweaty. It's hot here in Atlanta. My undercarriage gets a little, a little crusty. Whatever. This is a breach of trust. So you trust. need you I need a tank this. fan, is what you're saying. You don't need the armpit hey, fan. Hey, listen, I'll be very honest. If someone invented a a very discreet taint fan, <laughs> I'd be the first one in line. <laughs> but not not for your benefit, for my benefit. Because I'll be honest, right, what would you, you call right what now, would you call the taint fan? The uh, the fandle, the frundle, frundle. Um, <laughs> Fernanda. Um, <laughs> 
I'll be honest with you, Michael. I'm sitting right now recording this in my room with no fan and no AC running. I could use a taint fan. <laughs> I'll be honest. But you know what? I do this for you. I do this for our listeners who I'm sure are loving this particular segment. Now, um, now some like so they just had they have videos of this thing. Um, but some media reports are saying that it might have a air freshener built into it that they and in addition to dying, it will spray an air freshener on your feet as well. I don't want okay. If anything, it should spray some Dr. Scholl's, like a nice, like tough actin to actin. Give me something to <laughs> give me something to fight the stink with. Well, an air freshener. I, no, that's just gonna that's not gonna hit the root cause. Now it's gonna smell like <laughs> like flowers and feet. Yeah, just the, the, that that perfect bouquet. Yeah, I'm like, I gotta be honest with you. This this is bad. Um, but have you? I th- but I trusted the Japanese to be making robots that were cool, and these guys are 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 but not. But you haven't you haven't seen this pup. You have to see the you have to see Hanashan. I would kick that thing so <laughs> far, like literally. If, it looks like a. I mean. Have we not progressed past Teddy Ruxpin in fifty years? No. Like, why does this? Why do these dog dolls still look so shitty? Why does <laughs> it, it like, have a little bow in its ear? It like Fuck falls that. over on its side and then just like convulses. That's how. That's how bad your feet smell. <laughs> Again, though, that is such a a death knell of embarrassment. Like if I walked into someone's, if I walked into your home. And like, you know, Staley jumped over me and I took my shoes off and then this little dipshit came over and sniffed my feet and we both saw, you and me, both saw it die on your floor. And like, you haven't smelled it yet, but now you know it's coming mm-hmm. and you just look at me. I don't even have a chance to like, oh, I'm just going to walk over and check out the living room. I'm just going to go do my own thing real quick. Because there are certain social things that I can do to mask my stink when I know it's coming. <laughs> like, Theoretically, like, you should be the first one to, to smell it. Right, yeah, but I'm just saying, now you know it's coming. I can't even get away from it mm-hmm. with you. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what? If I'm about to get in the car and I have to fart, I'm going to fart outside that car. Leave my passenger just, you know, breezy, breezy air. <laughs> that's a that's a step I take for the comfort of my guests. Have you ever seen that commercial where the woman just, like, gets picked up by the by the guy and she gets in the front seat and just lets one rip? And then he <laughs> yeah. gets in the car and he's like, oh, have you met... So and so, and it's like two other people in the back seat. <laughs> That's why I do it outside of my own car. Like that's just rude. Like the thing I always thought was like, even if she was the only person in the car at that moment, like she's in a closed car, and this guy's gonna have to get in. Right. He's not gonna I mean, think, maybe- oh, I must have farted before I got out. Well, again, though, Michael, this is something. Maybe she just couldn't help it. Maybe she just sat down. In that chair and just like shifted and it just came out, you know. Sometimes you can't help the things that your the smells your body produces. Okay, <laughs> sometimes your feet stink. And, okay, Dad. Sometimes <laughs> I just smell. I've been I've been having a tough day. Also, uh, I would call it the Taint Saint. Mmm. Mm. I like it. TM. Yeah. Well, Michael, since we're uh, on that side of the world, uh, you want to know what's going on, Weibo? Mmm. What's on Weibo? This is What's on Weibo, where we talk about What's on Weibo, the Chinese social media network, Weibo. Michael, what's on Weibo? I don't know. You tell me. Uh, oh, right. Um, Michael, have you ever left a bad review on a business? Uh, not very. I mean, not very often. I mean, I'm not a review person, but if somebody really fucks me over, I'll give them a bad review. Yeah. I'm really not, and for the most part, I just don't, I don't like being out there on the tubes, mm-hmm. as it were. Um, I also, so I would say the, the last review I left was on my old apartment complex, and mostly because of the management company there, which was a piece of horseshit, but I waited until the day after I got my security deposit back. Yeah, very smart. Which was, smart. which was, uh, one cent, because they improperly took $110 from me, which is why I left them a, bad review um but i waited wait they gave you a check for one cent well actually no they sent me an invoice where one cent was the leftover uh amount from my security deposit uh-huh. and then they charged me one cent rent what yeah i almost <laughs> i almost i almost called and made them send me a check for one cent what the shit that reminds me of um 
when I like owed when I when I cha- like uh, closed out, I, I can't remember what account it was, but it was like either a cell phone account or a power account or whatever. And apparently, the final bill was wrong, and so I owed them like an additional like thirty something cents. And they kept sending bills <laughs> like in the mail, and they probably huh. sent like probably a dozen of them. And I was like, but you couldn't pay it online. And I was like, I'm not going to send you a check and put a stamp on it for 30 fucking cents. Speaking of which, I don't know who did it. I assume it's probably a listener. Someone signed me up for Oprah Magazine, and now I owe Oprah (laughs) $10.89. I don't know who it was. There's only a finite number of people who have my new address, but god damn it, I did not want Oprah Magazine, and I don't want to pay Oprah $11. She has enough money. Who did it? So what were we talking about? Uh, so bad reviews. Online. Bad reviews. Um, and yes. and uh, are you going to leave a bad review for Oprah? Oprah? <laughs> yeah, I, I might. Um, I wouldn't do that. She's very powerful. Yeah. So generally speaking, I don't leave reviews. Um, mostly because, especially when I was in Gainesville, pretty small business community, mm-hmm. and I was part of it. So I, I never wanted to run into those people. Like if if I left a bad review on an establishment, and actually had a friend who did leave a bad review and the proprietor proprietor of the establishment found him in Kmart or recognized him in a Kmart oh, no. and went off on him for it. Oh my um, God. So that's why I don't give reviews. <laughs> um, but so one, one couple in Changsha recently discovered the consequences of posting a bad review on a restaurant in Changsha. Um, so last week, a woman named uh, Yu uh, had a few friends over to her mahjong parlor, and to feed them, she ordered barbecue like one does. Mm-hmm. And uh, they didn't like the food very much. They complained that it didn't taste good or very fresh. So she wrote a negative review on uh, the restaurant on the food delivery platform that she used. So she's you know, en- she's entitled to her opinion. Yeah, you know, you leave a little Grubhub review. Not worth your time. Don't exactly. go there. Uh, said she had never before tasted barbecue that was so bad, Ooh, which is wow, that's pretty scathing. Scathing. Yeah, that's. And then um, a short time later, she received a phone call <laughs> asking if she had left a review on a restaurant recently. Oh. <laughs> she said yes. And then the caller didn't ask her to do anything, just hung up. Oh, boy. Would you care to guess what happened next? Uh, man, did she get something sent to her house that was like like a whole bag of dicks? Uh, yeah, she got eight armed men with uh, with clubs <laughs> sent to her house, and they crashed into her mahjong parlor and uh, started th- crashing up the place. And then her husband rushed downstairs and confronted them, and they oh, beat him what? and smashed his head in. Jesus, for one bad review? For one bad review. Uh, you know what I would do? I would write a sternly worded email. Yeah. Be like, hey, you're... you're it people- was two stars, now it's one star, <laughs> mister. So the police obviously called the restaurant owner, who readily admitted sending the thugs after the couple. Really? He was just like, yeah, no, Toast did that. Here's here's the quote, or, or uh, the line. He explained that late night food delivery business is extremely competitive, and it was worth him to get that review taken down, or it would really hurt his rev- restaurant's reputation. He couldn't just, like, ask? He did, yeah. He could have asked. Also, Michael... What would hurt your reputation more? <laughs> one person saying that you have bad food or one person saying that you have bad food and then saying that you sent armed thugs after her to beat her husband senseless because you said that you had bad food. Well, I mean, it's... Because, I mean, hey, sometimes you want a rep for being tough. Right. I mean, it's it's a good question because, like, no one else is going to leave you a bad review. But, like, you also might be afraid to eat there. I don't yeah. know. Would you eat... Thing is though, would you it, be they got a delivery them? though. So I mean, it's late night food delivery, right. so you don't have to even go as long as you, you know. But like, I would demand a discount just in case you might send an armed <laughs> person to my door to kill me. Be like, I do not want the supreme, just the regular. <laughs> no, no extra, no extra at all. So it's a bold move by by the by the restaurant owner. Yeah, like. This is the best option at my disposal. I need to go kill the people who said this. <laughs> <laughs> and so the comments on this one are pretty funny. So this is actually from shanghaiist.com. Um, but so someone has made the point that, yeah, so your reputation is that valuable that you're going to 
resort to violence to kill people, to uh, fix it. Um, and he just wrote like, this long comment, and then like someone responded, it's like, since he writes so much, what is your judgment against him if you are the judge? Kill him? Send him to America without a penny? Send him to Japan to burn down y- y- Yasukunu <laughs> Shrine? Or send him to Siberia to, to rear pigs or release him without evidence? It was like, there's a lot of other options. Yeah, like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> just send him to, to jail. <laughs> just like, deal with him like a normal fucking legal system, yeah. mate. And like, this guy has a number of comments on this post. Um, just like really just apparently not understanding the, like, you can punish people without like killing them. <laughs> <laughs> nope. That's it. Yeah. So yeah, Michael, that's, um, that's why I don't leave reviews of any kind because even if they're they're good reviews i don't know what their competitors are going to do like i saw you said something nice about uh about zaxby's we're chick-fil-a we're here to kill you that's how they do mm. that's what i, I would know, do I don't, I don't know what they i don't know what they get up to on sundays yeah i assume it's hit hit jobs on people <laughs> that's who why they're who, closed yeah they just go around and just menace people who are going to zaxby's we're busy doing the lord's work tearing down every other chicken establishment <laughs> <laughs> all right michael what do you got for me um can i tell you about a product i really hate mm, yes it's called the it's called the bripe the whoa what the bripe it's a bripe the bripe is that a like a portmanteau of something no well kind of um brew pipe brew pipe wait brew pipe brew pipe and michael it's the most hipster shit i've ever seen like a like a pipe also, that you smoke out of uh, no, it's a pipe you drink coffee out of, and it requires it's it's made of copper. It's got for some reason a corn cob like, I guess a grip for your your coffee horn. Um, it's so it's a copper mug that you pour coffee grounds into, then water, and then you heat with a personal blowtorch that you just have on you because you're a hipster. <laughs> um, and it makes an awesome coffee shot in less than three minutes. And then you blow air into the pipe, the stem pipe, to make bubbles. And then you suck the brew through the stem and enjoy. Which <laughs> what? Like making coffee? Eighty-five not that hard. fucking dollars? Yeah, I was wondering when you were gonna get there. Oh shit! On a stick. It's a single sip of coffee. No, that you have to make with your own personal blowtorch, uh, and then let cool in copper for ten minutes. And then uh, you, get, you get a little shot of coffee. What in the shit? Why? Is this real? This is so real. Apparently, it's, it seems to be for camping, but no. But you can make coffee while you're camping any Making other coffee way. coffee is not hard. No. All things considered. Like, like I have people- a, I have an espresso maker that you, you just, it's basically, you, you just add water and... And then heat. It's the same fucking thing, except I don't need a goddamn $85 pipe. It was like $12. You just need heat and water and and, and, and coffee. And coffee, that's and that's it. That's like well, how you make coffee. That's like French press. You just fucking put it all together, and then you filter it out. It also seems like you would just burn the ground. Like, if you put ground, like the coffee grounds in like the bottom of a copper mug, and then shoot at it with a blowtorch. Oh, a God, blow the guy has a, he has a soul patch. Damn it. So I'm reading a Twitter thread about it, and there's some guy has a, a good number of things on it. But um <laughs> his final tweet is ellipsis. I regret to inform everyone that Bripe is good, which I just don't believe it. What do you I mean just don't good? What do you mean good? What is good about it? What is better about it? It's tiny. It's tiny it is tiny. It's a shot. Cause now you can vape coffee, Michael. Don't you understand? <laughs> it is like it's literally like a shot glass size. Yeah. Single, like, again, it's the most hipster shit ever. It's like, it's pour over coffee, but for one sip. But none of these people are hipsters, is the weird thing. Like, these are all, like, camping enthusiasts. They're, they're hipsters. One hour, somehow or another, they're hipsters. <laughs> I don't know what kind of hipsters they are, but they are. Look, I have, like, no joke. I think I have six different ways to make coffee in my house. Mm-hmm. Um, And this is, I, I find, and even I find this absurd. And none of them involve a handheld open flame. No. No. Nope. Nope. Mm-mm. All right, Michael. Close this out. So I, I want to go with one that is one of my big fears. So today, while crossing the street, I was honked at by a stopped car. 
I responded with the following, a finger and a fuck you. It was my boss who just wanted to say hi, FML. <sighs> That's the thing, though. God, that right? is that is the only reaction I would have. Like, like that's people honk at you all the time, especially in the city, or honk just in general, and it pisses me off. So I'm always like, "Oh, go fuck yourself." Yeah, and also, if I'm on the street, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to talk to anybody else. I assume the only time anyone tries to get my attention, it's to say "fuck you" to me. So I'm <laughs> returning the favor before they ever have a chance. <laughs> I used to have this issue too because, like, on my way to work when I used to drive, yeah, people. Are bad. They're just constantly trying to murder you on your way to work, to mm-hmm, and from mm-hmm. work. Um, and I would always forget to like turn off the fuck you, like as I got closer to work, especially like when I worked on Goose Island, which is a very small area where, like, if you're on Goose Island, you might, you like, there's like a 20% chance you're going to my office. Okay. So there's a couple of times where people were just, you know, they actively tried to murder me by merging into me or whatever, and I would honk and, be like, oh, go fuck yourself. And uh, there's a couple of times where people that were in my office. Luckily, it was never my boss. And they didn't realize yeah. it was me. Yeah. So I've, I haven't gotten paranoid. Actually, so I would never say I had road rage, but like I'm a very calm person in general. But the only time I would get upset was behind the wheel of my car, which <laughs> all things considered is not a great place to get like angry. Um, <laughs> when you're piloting a 3,500 pound. Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, Probably my last year in Gainesville, or the last two years, I had a long commute for somehow a, a town 12 square miles. Um, I had like a 45-minute drive. So I started listening to podcasts, and I just like made myself calm down in the car. Mm-hmm. So I've kind of got to the point where people honk at me. Like, I get mad, but I'm not cursing at them anymore. And like Atlanta has made me like double down on that because I'm just like, no one knows what the fuck they're doing anyway. Like, I, I'm i just going to, like, roll with it. Like, I'm going to, you know, keep my head on a swivel, but, like, I'm not going to freak out about anything anyone else does. Um, especially because, like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't really need trouble on the roads. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, nah, I'm just, I'm just going to work. I'm going home. I don't drive too much. So, like, but my first, if I was walking, especially, and someone honked at me, my first reaction is go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I hope your car explodes. <laughs> and then it's your Sorry. boss. Yeah. Oh, damn. Damn. Yeah. You got one more fuck my life? I I do have one more. All right. Let me hear it. Today, I took my brother to the ER. His bimbo girlfriend told him that he has, quote unquote, ironing board abs. So they had the bright idea of ironing her clothes on his stomach. When the doctor asked him why he didn't stop if it burned, he said he didn't want to look like a pussy. Uh huh. <laughs> He'd likely have drowned if she had gotten it right and said washboard abs. FML. <laughs> <laughs> Just the image of this fucking idiot trying to iron clothes on his goddamn stomach. Just flexing so yeah. hard. <laughs> Michael, I've like tried to steam a shirt that I'm wearing, and even that. Oh like, my god, it burns. It burns so bad. <laughs> but I mean, like, it gets the wrinkles out, so. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, I think that's going to do it for us this week on Trends in Low Places. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, everyone, if you like this show, uh, God help you, but uh, you can find out more information about this on goodbuddymedia.com. We only talk about penises and poop like once a month. Yeah. And actually, we went we went a, a couple weeks without it. Um, so if you like this show, you can find out more uh, information on goodbuddymedia.com. And I also want to tell everyone um, about a... Uh, campaign a per- yeah a campaign that we're taking part of uh it's called two pods a day hashtag two the numeral two pods a day on twitter um it's just kind of to support other uh indie podcasts like ourselves so um you know we you'll be hearing some promotion from of other shows on our this show pretty soon as long as well as on social media um so we encourage you to check those shows out and uh you know if you discover this show uh through the two pods a day campaign welcome we hope you enjoy it and uh go ahead and listen to some of the back catalog um and you can also go ahead and listen to our sister show uh longest days of our lives in which me michael and our good friend curtis are watching every single episode of the hit show 24 we are two episodes away from the finale of season one and uh michael are things about to pop off oh my god things popped off things popped off things popped yep. off in the second the penultimate yeah episode we are in the, we are in the midst of of popping mm-hmm. uh so michael how else can people help us out 
Yeah, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at TILPcast. Um, and you can also find us on all of your favorite um, podcast apps, uh, you know, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, Podcast Republic. Um, what are we on? Our Heart Radio, TuneIn, all of those, all those good ones. Um, you know, and if you could uh, give us a thumbs up or a heart or a like, uh, that's awesome. And if you have a few minutes, you know, give us a review and give us a rating because that's how we move up the charts, uh, especially on, on iTunes and stuff like that. Um, and if you could also, you know, if you follow us on Twitter or Facebook, uh, you know, share our posts or, or like them or comment. Um, we like hearing from our listeners. If you have any good stories, um, we like to bring those up as well. Um, and I just want to talk a little bit more about the two pods a day thing. It's a highlighting two different podcasts a day, hence the name. Um, they're all independent podcasts. And, uh, you know, so if you go to hashtag two pods a day, you'll be able to to follow those and see if there's any other uh, cool podcasts out there that, that you want to listen to. Um, and, uh, you know, once again, just thanks everyone for the great feedback and thanks for listening. And we love doing this. So appreciate you guys. Yeah. Yeah, Michael, it was great talking to you tonight. Love you, buddy. Love you too. Toodles. Thank you.